the year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. Fucking run at me, it's day 15 of Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, (laughs) truck ramp to Tokyo. My name is Rig, which means your name is... Gus. Yes. Slightly afraid, even though we're not in the same room. Oh, but it you can feel this burning eye contact through the screen. Have you had a night? Oh, <laughs> what is happening? I have a knife. <laughs> well, you brought a knife to a gunfight because it is almost the end of these games. And wow, uh, we just limping towards the finish line. Yeah, see, I think you are, you and I are on different pages because the dark matter that I'm running on finally kicked in. Oh, cool. I think you mean stouts. <laughs> you had a dozen of them. So <laughs> I'm still cut. <laughs> so, yeah, we should probably kick off the top of this show by addressing um, some things that were said on yesterday's cast by me about the modern pentathlon being easy as piss. Okay. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> I've done a little bit of research overnight as it's been brought to my attention that there's a possibility that 100 hours might be unders. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> not because I couldn't become an Olympian in 100 hours, uh, but because 100 hours is... 20 hours per sport. Mm, yeah, it's a fair... <laughs> When you break it down <laughs> like that, it doesn't seem like enough, really. <laughs> but also that it is you still have to qualify through some traditional channels and it has come to my attention, or our attention, because I think we both both read the same thing that we got sent, that there are some full-blown crapshoot elements of the modern pentathlon. Yeah. None more so than the equestrian. Oh, my God. What a shambles that is. Yeah, I mean, equestrian in its purest form was always going to be a bit of an uphill battle for me, having not really ever ridden a horse. (laughs) That's not a great base to start from. (laughs) It isn't really. You are the Eric the Eel of equestrian. (laughs) Hadn't seen an Olympic-sized horse until you get to the Games. However, I was really relying on the fact that I'd be able to... um, Create a rapport with the animal. Um, yeah. Tell him about myself and listen. Be a good listener. Yeah. Uh, to the create ste- a bond to the steed that I would then uh, nobly ride towards the dumbest event in Olympic history. Yeah. But it turns out you can't do that in the modern pentathlon. No. Because you have a princely twenty minutes to get to know a foreign horse. Yeah, which is bizarre. That is the equivalent of getting given. The mystery box. Like, (laughs) are you fucking kidding? How fucked is that? And so, so it's the third event, and you get you get twenty minutes to acclimatize yourself with a horse that you've never met before, Mm. which means that there's this element of the modern pentathlon that all of a sudden is a lot like the gold medal is the best horse whisperer. Yeah, totally. And it's the whole thing becomes elevated roulette. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> complete roulette. And we saw that in 
the, well, we didn't see it because I refused to watch the sport, but yeah. we have had it reported to us that that happened in this year's modern pentathlon when a German rider um, just could not have had a worse day oh. uh, on horseback. Like, I kind of get it. The reality is that they obviously looked at the sport and went, uh, everyone hates this, um, let's <laughs> spice it up. Uh, any ideas from the floor? Um, <laughs> Druid card? Nah, fuck it. Taekwondo's already got an absolute <laughs> lock on that. Um, anybody else? Shop mystery horse! Mystery horse! <laughs> mystery horse! Uh, I'm, I'm hearing mystery horse from the back. Mystery horse! Mystery horse! Yeah, I think we'll go with mystery horse. Yeah! <laughs> Because Mystery Horse is fucked. Yeah, it's so bad. And I felt so bad for this German competitor. Ugh. I have she not came in in fourth and she left the equestrian portion in 19th. Yeah, and then she finished at 31st out of 36. Like I, think, that, I think after a horse breaks your spirit, yeah. you, you just exit. And the fucked up part about it is that whenever this does happen in any sport, people are like, that's the cruel nature of sport. I'm like, but does it have to be though? <laughs> It's fucking it mystery not. horse. Yeah, mis- mystery horse. Why can't you BYO horse? <sighs> it, there's so many things that have come up overnight about why pentathlon is not a great choice. Yeah. <laughs> so many things. The first of which was that it is prohibitively expensive. Yeah. So the 100 hours is not going to be the problem. The 250K <laughs> is going to be a slight barrier. I think the other thing as well is that, so in the 1956 Olympics in Melbourne, got right they, back, yeah. Due to quarantine measures, they had to actually hold the equestrian. I think in Helsinki. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was, so it, it was, was held technic- in Finland. Yeah, technically the 1956 Melbourne Games and the equestrian was in fucking Finland. Yeah, it was it, it was a joint venture. But you would have thought that. In 2021, of all years, and with everything we know now about quarantine, everything should have been a breeze. (laughs) But you go all the way back, and the the whole thing is that there were were two amazing sides to the Baron. Uh, There was obviously the side that was all about uh, equality, and he recognised racism straight off the bat and was like, uh, you white guys are super fucked once. You realise that... All of the black guys you're making fun of, they're going to be heaps better at athletics than you. <laughs> I, also, I also love how he's like the first guy to ever see it. Yeah. And as I turn around, he's just like, is anyone else seeing this? <laughs> guys, <are laughs> we, seems a bit weird. We Why do they have their own the toilets? <laughs> like, it's We all have the same dicks here. So strange. Also, they look quick. <laughs> God, they look fast. Yeah. <laughs> You guys wait. You heard it first. Yeah. When you're sitting around having a creme de menthe in a few years, <laughs> you say, Pierre said this had happened. And then everyone's walking away from a conversation with the Baron in the late 19th century and doing the crazy thing yeah. next to their head, just twirling their finger. That's it. Wacko. <laughs> what are you going to do tonight? Oh, you know, just have a quiet one, a couple of strict nine eggnogs. <laughs> So he was he was like, look, these are all of the... Uh, his entire vision for the Olympics was that it would be the ultimate um, quest for world peace. Uh, <laughs> a.k.a. He? Superman 4. Superman 4, yeah. <laughs> so so he's, he's like, every event had this underlying um, ethics uh, outcome attached to it. 
So that's cool and all, but uh, it's like talking to anyone who's hyper woke. After yeah. after sort of ten minutes, you get I I understand what you're saying and I agree with the underlying thing, but somehow I feel like uh, we are on different pages here, even though we both agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stop <laughs> labouring it. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I agree in theory, but yeah. also that sounds kind of dumb. <laughs> I, I think I'm and it sounds like a lot of work. Hundred percent. I'm have to draw the line at you saying that all men should chop their dicks off and only women should work. <laughs> <laughs> and the traffic light man should now be a woman for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a just a line at which you go, look, we all agree here, but I think you'd need to maybe just sit a couple of plays out. <laughs> yes. Um, so so you focus your energy elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Play the druid card. Yeah. Uh, so the Baron with the modern pentathlon, his whole vision was that it would be uh, a a way to take an event and make it the infantryman um, event. So an, an yeah. event for soldiers. You, um, you, yeah, you mentioned this on yesterday's cast. But yeah. the whole point of it in the Baron's mind was that it meant that no one would go to war anymore because they would recognise that they were all soldiers together oh, in so, the modern pentathlon. So, oh, so they're getting their fucking crack warfare fix by doing modern pentathlon. See, That's what he's thinking. That would make heaps more sense than what he said, which is that... Uh, People, the competitors in the countries would respect each other too much to go to war because they'd all done modern pentathlon. And I'm like, look, Mystery Horse is fucking awesome. Don't <laughs> get me wrong, Baron. <laughs> Pierre, you crazy fuck. It is a great rule. Terrible for the competitors. Amazing to watch. I will say, though, as much as we're laughing about this, he wasn't wrong. I saw an... Did you see the image of the decathletes? That came out uh, yesterday, and it's like Different all the event, but it's, yeah, but it's the same. It's five events, ten events. Who gives a shit Excuse anyway? Me, do not sully the good name of the crazy pentathlon <laughs> with the actually skilled decathlon. <laughs> so there was a photo of them all together. They all got a group shot, including like the medal medal winners. And, you know, some guy put a caption like, "You know what? It's pretty lonely out there as a decathlete." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Cause you're a bunch of fucking nerds." <laughs> <laughs> because you are all kind of above average at 10 <laughs> events. <laughs> and yes, yes, before you all add us, we're aware that they're doing all of those events heaps better than everybody else on the planet, <laughs> yeah, bar yeah. about 1%. But the modern pentathlon, again, uh, it, it then it keeps going because it becomes one of those ones of the IOC hate this event so much that they have buried it at the arse end of the games because, as discussed, it's day 15 and it feels like this has been going for a year. Yeah. So by this point, the public is totally fatigued. Yeah. We are fatigued. Yes. The horses are cooked. <laughs> they have been watching nothing but athletics. <laughs> they are failing to engage. <laughs> zero comments. <laughs> zero <laughs> likes. Hey. Hate that, <laughs> and so they've just buried it in the in day like thirteen to fifteen, but they've also condensed it. It's not even five events anymore; it's four events because they combined the shooting and the running. So now you have to do a uh, do four eight hundred meter runs carrying a laser gun. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's not even a pentathlon anymore. You the so you run and then you shoot while it's happening. Uh, you, what you run, then you run to a station with targets and you shoot them. A la so it's the, like biathlon. The, the biathlon at the Winter Olympics. So this, the, I'm like, how the fuck do you get into this sport? And that's when I got a message from my brother-in-law who said, hey, I probably should have mentioned this earlier. Sorry. Uh, a guy I went to school with is 
an Australian modern pentathlete at the Olympics right now. I was like, that would have been very valuable information. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. I'm going to give you a Cue lead. Adam Sandler. <laughs> Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Yeah, precisely that. <laughs> because it's now too late in the piece slash my energy reserves are at the orange flashing light of the <laughs> car fuel gauge <laughs> and I cannot be asked to track this guy down. No. N- nor would I, at this point, uh, be game enough to ask him um, how Mystery Horse went because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like everybody had a fucking time with these horses. Oh, totally. With that and the weird sumo ready to come and wrestle all the horses. Yeah, they were not loving that. Uh, But (laughs) it brings up this point, which is, I reckon at the equestrian, you should have the option between mystery horse or you do the entire jump circuit yourself, not on a horse. (laughs) So (laughs) you're going to be slower. Same rules apply. If you knock them over, then you lose the points. But if you reckon you can high jump... 15 two meter high things fucking go for it uh this already exists it's called steeplechase <laughs> it's that you reckon that the jumps at the equestrian course the same height as the steeplechase hurdle you are high <laughs> well, what, are you, well, what are you gonna do they're designed like the steeplechase so what are you gonna do high jump the horse fence and then land in the water yeah no <laughs> It's, fuck you, Rick. This is the war games. <laughs> it's exactly that. Yeah. If you want to run around carrying a stepladder and then jump over the over the hurdle because you don't want to have to go into a full-blown episode of Horse Whisperer <laughs> staking five years of your blood, sweat and tears on whether you can get a horse to not fuck you <laughs> over the course of 1,500 metres, horses being, of course, traditionally terrible with language... <laughs> What would you do? Uh, well, look, okay, fine. Maybe we do go down that road. So where we're at now is take away Mystery Horse, replace entire equestrian section of the pentathlon with Tough Mudder. <laughs> yeah, that's the actual army course. There you go. <laughs> that will be a new sport coming up in one of these Olympics. Do that. CrossFit or like <laughs> Tough Mudder. But doesn't it just raise the question of should the modern pentathlon be amended to reflect uh, the the modern infantry, and uh, and by that I mean, of course, as as Australians, the uh, the current stories that we're taking um, from the military are those of Ben Robert Smith. So, doesn't mean that you all of a sudden replace all of the events with uh, you need to. Uh, dress up as a racially inflaming figure, uh, drink 4,000 beers, <laughs> then drink, scull a beer out of a prosthetic leg, oh. <laughs> sprint around in the desert, and then bury a lunchbox filled with USBs filled with war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a two, it's a two-day event. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is cooked. It's horrible, but also it's probably more accessible than the modern pentathlon. <laughs> yeah, people can relate to it more because Ugh. they're like, I don't own a horse, but I do own questionable USB drives. <laughs> I do have things I need to bury in the backyard <laughs> on USBs. It, whether it's your actions or just porn that you collated at 13. <laughs> it's been sitting in your parents' place in a drawer. It's just got all of your email addresses that you made when you were 12. Oh, sick dog 69 will it, just not die. Is your MSN messenger logs? 
and your Facebook memories. <laughs> just horrible shit. <laughs> My God. Anyone listening to this that still has a MySpace, they're still up. Oh, God. <laughs> that shit is active. Shit. MySpace Tom has not deleted the server. He's just left. We're now going on a real big tangent, but I saw something the other day on uh, TikTok or something where some chick showed a photo of Tom from MySpace and showed them to like current like college kids and was like, who is this? And no one knows who he is. Of course not. I'm ashamed that we knew who he was when he was MySpace Tom. Yeah. <laughs> he was. How many people in history do you think have been that desperate for friendship that they forced people to friend them on a social network? It gets better though, because in the comments of this video, some chick was like, WTF, I swiped on this guy on Tinder. <laughs> so some guy... <laughs> He's just putting up MySpace Tom pics as a catfish. <laughs> that is, for a certain demographic, that is completely fine. But I think for anybody over the age of 30, <laughs> they'd be like, all right, well, I've got two options here. Either, either that's a catfish. Likely, or that's billionaire MySpace Tom. <laughs> You can't not swipe right just in case. Tom's at home lonely just booting up MySpace, <laughs> playing Java images and Blink-182. Constantly changing his top eight. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, well, uh, yeah, modern pentathlon might be might be shelved in, uh, in favour of my preference, which is just fencing, because that seems super dumb and really cheap. Yeah, or... Or, and hear me out... I'm not doing breakdancing for the last time. No, no, no. The entire event is Mystery Horse. (laughs) Fuck the other sports off. It's just Mystery Horse. (laughs) Add it to the equestrian. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. IOC, write this down. Delete dressage. (laughs) Implement Mystery Horse. (laughs) Because you know the people that... The countries that are going to be rejoicing... At this new IOC oh. development, oh, the yeah. stands, <laughs> they Absolutely. are going to light up for Mystery Horse. <laughs> Turkmenistan are frothing. <laughs> That's mostly from the desert cough. But <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> once they get treated for that, they will be excited oh. for the new Mystery Horse <laughs> event. Absolutely. Mystery Olympics. Horse is fucking nine to five. Oh. Like, <laughs> play Dolly Parton. <laughs> wake up in the morning, stumble to the stable. <laughs> Pick a fucking horse. Who cares what its name is? (laughs) That's it. But also, we spoke about Kyrgyzstan the other day and their uh, bizarre um, sport uh, sporting culture revolutionary to horses. Ulak (laughs) Taktish. Absolutely. But I had a look at some of the other horse-based national sports (laughs) of Kyrgyzstan because, of course, there's more than one. (laughs) There's more. This is this is all insane. Here's here's uh, one called Kiz Kumai. <laughs> Description: A man chases a girl in order to win a kiss from her. Oh god, <laughs> that's fucking awful already. Whilst and I hate how it's man and girl. It's oh, the worst. Oh, gross. To win a kiss from her while she gallops away. If he is not successful... She gallops? Or the, is he chasing a horse or a girl? He's chasing a girl on horseback. Oh, um, oh! So, so she's on a horse. If he is not successful, she may in turn chase him and attempt to beat him with her horse whip. What the fuck? I'm not sure who wins. <laughs> How do you score fucking oh, Kiz Kumai? That um, sucks. Oh, 
Yeah, he's gotten really close there, but now it's time for a good old-fashioned <laughs> whipping. <laughs> Switch around. <laughs> She's played the reversey. <laughs> <laughs> she played the Uno reverse. That's it. Or uh, Udarish, which is two contestants wrestle each other on horseback. Of course. Each attempting to be the first to throw each other from his horse. This is this is what we all do in the pool. Sans horse. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, we'll do that, but on a horse. <laughs> the stakes are so high. And can't you know this is on a mystery horse? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the horse has no idea what's going on, but is like, this isn't any worse than the modern pentathlon. Could you imagine some of the Kyrgyzstanis at the Olympics being like, sorry, coach, I'm not used to wrestling without being on a horse. <laughs> this is what i got to do. I'm, I'm like a fish out of water. <laughs> or Jumbi Atmai, a large bar of precious metal. I, <laughs> I assume gallium. I assume gallium is tied to a pole by a thread and contestants <laughs> attempt to break the thread by shooting at it while at full gallop. <laughs> All of it sounds insane to begin with, and then it always ends with ad horse. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if you take the horses out of it, it sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's we can we can make these. Here's here's one that we'll just invent on the fly. So a group of men gather at a port. <laughs> There is a, a series of buried jewels that have been scattered across the city. They need to find them one by one, and the fastest time wins on horse. <laughs> An old man and a young boy are trapped in a small arena in the dark. One must find each other on horse. <laughs> A series of children must form a human pyramid the fastest. <laughs> it must be at least nine layers high. On horse! <laughs> Man wrestles another horse. <laughs> Fuck. But yes, we cannot wait for Mystery Horse. In fact, we think the IC should include Mystery Horse in every event. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we should probably look at the Minnow Metal. <laughs> it's only been 20 minutes. <laughs> So, I'm not going to explain it again, but I will. So, here it is. Minnow medals. Take all of the countries that have won a gold medal, strip them out of any respective event. The top three finishers who have never won a gold medal before will get gallium, steel, and brass, respectively. Up at the top of this table, Malaysia. Oh, you're going to do this bit first? What? Because you, you, <laughs> you have a massive apology to give to people. We'll get, you, we'll get to that. Okay, you've just really delayed I'm the I'm inevitable. Like, yeah, I know. I know it's going to come, all right? So Malaysia pulls clear. Now, the two gallium clear heading into the last day of competition. There actually is last day of competition when the closing ceremony is on. Yeah, yeah. It? They've got the marathon, marathon and shit. Right? So Malaysia has pulled clear. Time will tell if Turkmenistan will enter anyone into the marathon. <laughs> oh, there a will spoiler. be a guy on horse. <laughs> But uh, the top three remain the same. Well, it actually doesn't because, and this is where we lead it to the apology, because it goes Malaysia. Yes. Moldova. Another country we've heard a lot about this Olympics. And surprise third. Cyprus. Why is it surprise rig? It's actually pronounced Cyprus. <laughs> Not surprise, but... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, You're okay. horrible at pronouncing things. <laughs> Look... So here's what's happened is that when we're doing the medals this morning, uh, Rick has had this 
this look, this dark matter look, which I thought at first was just the Guinness coursing through his veins, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was a look of pure fear as he realised that Cyprus, a famed minnow who has never won a gold medal at the Olympics, has been completely overlooked for 15 days. Well... You win some, you lose some. <laughs> no, today you just lose okay. some. you got me. They enter the medal tally, their first mention of the games, with a princely nine gallium. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, while we have just been doing this, they've been fucking slaying it. Yeah. They've won 11 medals, Rig. Yep, which is good for third <laughs> on the Minnow medal tally. And look, for any... Cypriots out there who are always very quick to tell you if they're Turk or Greek Cypriot, oh, which, yeah. look, I don't know the difference, and two, I don't care, is, <laughs> yeah. is that you are from a nation that is a celebrated minnow, third place, and here's an apology that I prepared earlier. And I'm really fucking sorry. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the sincerity of one rig. <laughs> yep, I, my hand was on heart the whole time <laughs> that that was playing. Your hand was on something. <laughs> and just another shout out for Guatemala. They got a second sweep yeah, in as many huge. days. This yeah. time in the 20k walk, which, <laughs> fuck, Yay. that is smart by them. <laughs> it's so <laughs> smart. They're now into fourth. <laughs> no, they shouldn't have. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> and then, <laughs> The walk is a joke. But then... There's a deadlock in the Battle of the Stands. It's going right down to the wire. We love Kyrgyzstan, this. Turkmenistan, seven gallium, one steel each. Someone has to break the deadlock. <laughs> That's it. There's only way to Someone solve has to tie this precious gallium <laughs> to a th by a thread to a pole and shoot at it yeah. on horse. <laughs> we'll, we'll solve this deadlock the old-fashioned way. Mystery horse! <laughs> <laughs> and we welcome our newest entrant and probably one of our... Uh, you know, bar the marathon, uh, it will be probably be the last new entrant that we'll have of these games, which is Mauritania. Yeah, fantastic. Gee, it is a long list of minnows. The minnows are done well. Mm. We're uh, it, it it has, and we'll cover this tomorrow in the uh, in the wrap for the games. But we are we are very proud. We're proud of the way that the uh, the minnows have shown up and uh, competed in for both the real uh, Olympic medals and more importantly for the minnow medals, which are worth more. They absolutely are. You go to Kyrgyzstan and you offer anyone gallium, you will die because they will take it from you <laughs> and have a horse drag your carcass through the town. They'll or as we call it, Alok Varbish. They will immediately kick a headless goat carcass. <laughs> they will kick your headless corpse. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we move on past Minnow Watch. Uh, you know what? We will stop in here. Play the sting. Minnow Watch! Now, look, I know all of our feature athletes have finished and basically all of the minnows have as well. But in an attempt to track down Huge Fab, the Burkina Faso bronze medalist from the triple jump, the first ever Olympic medal from mm. Burkina Faso, I may have gone a little deeper into the internet last night. <laughs> And what does that mean? The dark web? Oh yeah, I went to Silk Road. I bought a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> no, I <laughs> went to his Facebook page and may, after a few beers, have sent a series of messages to his family members asking if they would like to give an interview on his behalf. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and one of them has responded. <laughs> 
One of them has responded, which is uh, the best. And I assume it's all in French. <laughs> it's not. It's in English. What? It's from uh, Alex Zango. Uh, he responds to us after I asked him <laughs> if he would like to uh, give us a comment about his brother's incredible achievement. Um, I did say, morning, Alex. I'm Gus from Medallica, Colin Minos vs. The World, uh, an Australian podcast that covers countries that never won a medal. wonder if we could interview you about your brother and his incredible achievement. Alex has responded and said, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Our well, exclusive interview with Huge Fab's brother. <laughs> And we figure there's never a better time than to celebrate these sorts of moments with the absolute anthem of sibling love. A brother or a sister, but in the passion flares again. And sometimes when we touch. Yes, there we go. And uh, that is proves the most that Manny Pacquiao's song has ever been played on consecutive days. <laughs> We're just breaking records all over the place. Well, I find that hard to believe, considering it was number 19 in the US, or <laughs> whatever you said the other day. Yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> you didn't even know that Cyprus was a minnow until this morning. Okay. Don't call me out on bookkeeping. I feel like I'm going to hear this for the next decade. <laughs> Remember that time you forgot Cyprus? <laughs> I mean, Cyprus will remind you. <laughs> <laughs> they have long memories, <laughs> historically. The Med remembers. <laughs> <laughs> but we move on, and that means that it is time for uh, the people's favourite segment, Apocalympics Now. Apocalympics Now. <laughs> Apocalympics now. <laughs> so obviously this is our flagship segment where we have a look at all the bizarre goings-on at these Apocalympics. Mate, what have you got for us? Okay, so as it has been firmly established, the Australian Olympic team are complete piss rats. And <laughs> <laughs> Still one of my favourite words to come out of this cast. Piss as, rat. As the games draw to their conclusion, <laughs> there's fewer and fewer people left in the Olympic Village, but those that are are <laughs> not pulling punches. The Kookaburras, the Australian men's hockey team, oh, yeah. lost lost the final to Belgium in a shootout. And it was a one of those moments, I think, for them uh, where it's a very, very difficult result to, to cope with. In the famous lyrics of the Eagles, some drink to remember, some drink to forget. Oh, yeah. So they are doing the latter. <laughs> so after, after the match is over and they're in the, in the village and they're drowning their sorrows, uh, which, again, they won silver. Guys, it's going to be fine. Yeah. You, you're going to be all good. <laughs> exactly. And there's like, you've got three years. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll be good. I mean, you've got a hot minute that it's the Olympics again. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But uh, they you've have... You've got ice hockey in six months. Isn't that <laughs> how it works? Yeah, that's it. So they have uh, have powered through some beers and then gone, you know what? Fuck. Out of beers. It's the worst thing that can happen at kick-offs, obviously. Shit. So... Five blokes decide that it's time to go in search of piss and they leave the Olympic Village at 3 (laughs) a.m. and they come back with two slabs. 
Is that all? Now, Rig, that is my exact thought. They <laughs> went looking for booze for an entire hockey team. How, they, how big is a hockey team? What is that, 15 blokes? I, uh, let's just say it's 15 or 20 with, with others. Staff, uh, with yeah, coaches with, with, and with, shit. With staff. So a group of the most physically gifted people on the planet could only carry 48 beers. <laughs> This is, the, this is the most un-Australian thing I've ever read. I know. So, as predicted, at 6am, they decide, oh, shit, we've run out of beers, got to go and get more, return empty-handed to find that they have been unceremoniously busted and have... The Japanese si- officials in the armchairs the, yet again, <laughs> turning the, on the light. With the pull-down the pull lamp. <laughs> <laughs> the very sinister busting... So that means that then all of a sudden this is reported to none other than the chef. Oh, yeah. Ian Chesterman, a.k.a. Chesty Bonds. A.k.a. Uh, who, Papa Ian. <laughs> Papa Ian, who does what he has done throughout the entire games when something uh, like this has happened, and uh, he does not discipline them at all. And yeah. instead he comes out with this quote. It's a book as old as time. A good young person makes a mistake. Chapter two is a good young person is full of remorse. Chapter three is a good young person learns from the mistake. Now, what I think he's talking about is that he sat those blokes down and said, now, here's the thing. The next time any of you little snot-nosed fucks go out to get slabs, you come back with a fucking wheelbarrow, right? (laughs) (laughs) Papa Ian used to walk five miles in the snow to get to school to get to the bottle shop at school. Yeah. And then he'd come back with as many slabs as he could carry because you never know when the Japanese are going to say get on a plane. Absolutely. because have to f- follow Papa Ian sometimes yeah. with his parables. <laughs> because the thing is, it would never have happened if they brought back six slabs the first time. Completely. Then they wouldn't have been busted or... Look, they could have just knocked on Stolly Susie's door and she would have fanged him out some of her own personal minibar <laughs> that she clearly bought with her My Heart Goes Boom money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can have this vodka if you give me a couple of extra ticks on the Spotify. <laughs> That's it. St- ten streams of beer. All I want you to do is mute your phone and just repeat play <laughs> on My Heart Goes Boom. <laughs> That's it. But yes, uh, they the kookaburras are facing no disciplinary action at all because Papa Ian is the, the people's party man. Yeah, it's classic by Papa Ian. His whole, like, what, tale as old as time bloody speech soliloquy sounds like everything that a dad of a privileged private school white guy on trial for something would say. Oh, yeah. This is 100%. Tale as old as time, trying to bring a good guy down. (laughs) It's... All right, well, here's the go, Archibald. So... (laughs) (laughs) This is your seventh DUI, and uh, your mother and I just think it might be time for you to start walking home from the sailing club. We only live 200 metres up the road. Oh, fuck off, Dad. Look, Why Archie, are you such a Archie, dick? Archie, no, I, look, I, I mean, fair enough. I understand you're upset. It is a long way to walk. It's fucking bullshit is what it is. Yeah. They're going to rub out the fucking soles of my boaters. Yeah. God, you're such a cock block. <sighs> Sorry, Archie. It's bullshit. Look, it's a tale as old as time, Archie. Oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah, look, chapter one. Oh, Dad! No, Archie, just hear me out. Chapter one, he's a a young boy with expensive loafers who goes to the sailing club. They're not even that expensive. Chapter two is a young man 
who has grown from a boy into a man in the walk, back from the sailing club to home. What the grown, fuck Archie. are you even talking about, you old fart? And then chapter three is an, a, a grizzled old man still in expensive boat shoes who's uh, in the walk up the steps um, has, has grown old. Oh, my God. How the fuck am I supposed to have beers at the club anymore? Nah, son, you, look, you're right. Let's talk about it over a beer. Oh, fuck. Asahi's only. I don't want that fucking VB you drink. All right, son. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly becomes improv workshop. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I mean, think that might have triggered a bunch of people. <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you don't know someone that is like that, it's you. <laughs> That's it. Purchase a mirror <laughs> and just cut down the assays. <laughs> oh, but I love that. That is fantastic, which means we head on over to the mailbag where we have one piece of content from patron Florida Mike. Ah, yes. Treats for everybody. <laughs> treats. Love those tree biscuits. So we actually gave Mike a bit of a shout out the other week because he is American and did not know what a meat raffle was. It's a fair question. It does sound gross. It does sound gross, which is why we gave it that. We gave it a male strip club, a male review, yeah. if you like, the name, the meat raffle, and made an a- our f- very first ad for our new business. <laughs> <laughs> it was more an introspective <laughs> on a night at the meat raffle. Absolutely. But I, I guess the big thing was that Mike just couldn't wrap his head around the fact that we give raw meat <laughs> to people. He's not alone. And, like, and he's, he's brought up a good point and it's something that I've never really thought about. <laughs> in, in the same way that you don't, as a, a noble Kyrgyzstani, uh, go, oh, well, it's pretty weird that we just gallop towards a pole and shoot fucking bullets <laughs> at a string. <laughs> No, in Australia, you don't look a, a gift snag in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. And so he just couldn't wrap his head around it and was like, Americans could never do that because we can't be trusted. He sends me a link yesterday that is from CNN that reads as follows. CDC warns people to not eat raw cake batter after a multi-state E. coli outbreak. <laughs> Followed up with a message saying, again, no meat raffles are allowed in the States. <laughs> It's now you can see why. It's so good. Imagine having to warn people to not eat cake batter. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that is an absolute indictment of the US. Oh, see, oh, I think that there are definitely portions of, uh, of Australia where that needs to be needs to be spilt out. Like the meat raffle at the Maryborough uh, local bowls <laughs> club, for example, <laughs> in Queensland, um, they do have to put a little PSA out there because Pete... He was like, oh, look, fish is normally my go, but uh, I'll give one of these steaks a red hot roll. And just in the car park, they looked at him and it looked like fucking World War Z as he (laughs) tore into a raw minute steak, (laughs) bent over the fucking bonnet of his 1997 Corolla. (laughs) Oh, I love that. But uh, thanks for sending that in, Florida Mike, which means... That's pretty much it for us today. If you want to get in touch, we are in the midst of changing up our award-winning, asterisk, website, (laughs) gusandrig.biz to point towards Beijing, which is six months away and it cannot come soon (laughs) enough. So I just can't wait to do this all again. (laughs) It's the Winter Olympics obviously has been described as uh, the arch nemesis of minnows. Yeah. It is a difficult game. Thomas Bach describes it as dull. (laughs) Which is bizarre when one of the events is flying headfirst with your brain bucket down an ice slide. 
<laughs> at 200 k's an hour. I'm now imagining Bark in his fucking $2,000 suit just <laughs> becoming the oldest ice bullet in the world. <laughs> fucking loves that on a Saturday. Everybody else goes for a quick kick in the park. Thomas Bark goes to eat ice. <laughs> Love that. I would pay to watch that. <laughs> he's, he's an ice fiend. I've said it once. I've said it a million <laughs> ice times. Ice in his veins. A fucking ice addict. <laughs> Classic bark. Love that. And so if you want to get behind us and you want to support us in everything that we do in terms of bringing you content, we do have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Gus and Rig. We have a number of tiers um, and a lot of sort of little goodies and stuff that we have in there as well. Um, you'll have approximately a year and a bit's worth of content now that has been up there for a while. Should should um, take you about the six months it is between now and Beijing to tear through that absolute vault of content. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to get in touch with us for any of the mailbag stuff for this podcast, we only have a couple of days left, as you know, but send all your DMs via Instagram, which is at Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G, or via Facebook message, which is Medallica. Fantastic, guys. Well, that's all we've got time for. Absolutely. Well, I've got to chase the oldest unmarried woman in my village while chugging a three-litre jar of mayonnaise on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and mate, the day is young. I have so many DMs to send to huge fabs grandparents. <laughs> Cheers. Wow.